Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales to acquire more customers for your business through traffic. And on this episode, pretty excited about this. This is going to be a new series we're going to be doing, uh, not maybe every week, but let us know if you like it or not. We're basically taking the best nuggets that we can possibly find in the archives of perpetual traffic. The nuggets that are the things that you can immediately implement. You listen, you go do it, and all of a sudden, your list starts growing, your cost per lead drops, your cost per acquisition drops, you get more customers, you grow your business. And these nuggets are from some of the smartest people in the digital marketing space, and maybe even a few from myself and my co-host, Kasim. But these are called Nugget Episodes. So we're going to be doing these on a regular basis, and I uh, hope you enjoy them. They're just bite-sized pieces of little things that you can use today and uh, help you scale and grow. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So anyway, you're the Henry Ford of Google advertising here today, John. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be the smart Henry. Yeah, the wicked <laughs> smart Henry before he turned into the strange Henry later on in his life. 
tell us how we're wasting our PPC ad spend. What are the top ways? Because this is something that people are really, I mean, it's obviously we've done many episodes on fears of loss and especially right now with the financial situation and the economic situation of tad uncertain. We don't really know what's going on. People are looking for ways in which to save a few dollars in their spend. Google obviously is something that you know here, but what are the big ways that people can effectively implement new ways now in order to save that spend and continue to grow their businesses? Yeah, absolutely. So I've labeled out a few here that I think that are important just because everyone knows don't overspend on bad keywords and negative keyword, your negative keywords out and make sure you're not remarketing your existing purchasers. So we kind of have the standard that I think we've already covered in other episodes or you've covered other episodes. So I'm going to take it kind of one step down the rabbit hole and talk about a little bit more that you may not see. So things that are a little bit more advanced, things that you may not have had the ability to identify because you're not using the same tool set that I am, but you're still going to be inheriting those same fallacies and fail points that I have identified here that I want to share with you all. So we're going to be covering a couple of things like the Performance Max YouTube display brand, and we're going to talk about a little bit deeper into things that you know ROAS itself won't tell you or omni-channel visibility you're not going to have with inside of a Google Ads ecosystem. The first one I wanted to talk about is Pmax on existing website traffic. Now, this is not existing customers, which is getting more and more well-known, but it's existing website traffic. The delta between the new visits and visits are going to be your existing cust- or existing traffic visits. Now, the bad part about Pmax and the bad part about Google is looking specifically just at new customer acquisition cost inside of a PMAX campaign doesn't mean that it started there. Your Google will tell you if you got a new customer, even Nordbeam or Triple Whale will tell you that you got a new customer inside of a specific campaign. However, did they start at that performance max is where you're going to be identifying, is this performance max actually working for me or not? Is it simply just inserting itself halfway through the conversion path and taking 100% of the credit? Did they start? on organic? Did they start on Facebook? Did they start on Instagram? Even YouTube, for example. So there's going to be other paths that are going to be starting those users that Pmax is going to take 100% credit for inside of Google if it started on Facebook. Or it's going to take 50% of the credit for if it started on, let's say, a search campaign. So one of the areas that you're going to want to look at is Pmax too heavily remarketing omni-channel users, which means so they click on Facebook and then does Pmax get the second, third, I've seen them as long as 37 and 40th click paths before you're able to actually identify if a person is converting or not. And one of the tools, obviously, that we use quite often is going to be Nordbeam. I think that's one of the best ways to identify a conversion path because this specifically talks about click paths. And I think click paths are important to identify because the view to click path is not something we're talking about. This is specifically, did they click on one channel and then did they click in another channel? Z's channel is obviously going to take 100% of the credit. But when you look at it from a CMO or a business person or a good marketer's view to say, well, what is my cost for acquiring a first-time customer? Too much overlap is going to greatly drive up the expenses of that cost. So you have too many clicks in Facebook and then too many clicks in Google or vice versa. So that's one of the areas that I think is overspending is because we're using the best we can, which is, well, my CPO is low or the cost board, or my CPA is low or my ROAS is high. You're missing out on those very long click paths that are overlapping. So I'll share screen here 
and I wanted to share this. This is the individual click paths based off of the kind. So for example, on the screen here, I have a $31 sale. They had a first click in Pmax, then they had three email clicks, then they had seven more email clicks, then they had a Facebook Advantage Shopping, then a brand click, and then another Pmax click, and then another Facebook click. So John, just to pause you real quick, out of curiosity, they got a PMAX click and then an email click. So does it stand to reason that the subscription came off of that PMAX click or could they have been previous subscribers? PMAX is the first recorded interaction and then they came back via email or there's just no way to know. No, they could absolutely be an existing customer already. This could be a branded search. It's a, this is actually my PMAX campaign that I've dedicated to majority of my branded searches. I have about 25 PMAX campaigns in this account. This one is just my branded one. That's where that overspend is going to go crazy is because, for example, instead of Google, I had a PMAX click and then a branded click and then a same PMAX click. Well, this is where we get into the deeper conversation about data-driven attribution inside of Google Ads. Google Ads is removing first click, time decay, linear. They're only giving you a last click or data-driven. Like that's the, their position base is gone too. Like they're removing all of those. So what's interesting is you're going to have position based and last click, which favors Pmax because it always shows up halfway through the funnel. On a, on a new customer. And this is just an example of how often this happens. But to the person that may be thinking, well, Performance Max ROAS is really good. Yes, but was it new? Could be. This person could have seen a Facebook ad 15 times that day and Google the brand name. Now, there we go. That happens all the time. Now, did you get a new customer? Sure. Was a cat good? Absolutely. Where to start? I have no idea. <laughs> That's where the overspending is unidentified. So what's interesting about this is if we're using a data-driven attribution, we have two clicks in PMAX, one click in brand. 66% of the sale is going to be given to PMAX. Because PMAX are usually 50 to 60 cent clicks, this is probably going to cost me about a grand total of $2. Well, if you think about an average order value of 40, that's a fantastic ROAS. So when looking at click paths, when you're looking at your actual modeling of your marketing, in this specific client, I use I spend very little in Performance Max, and I spend a lot more in standard shopping because I have brand excluded. I know that the click paths are always a first click in my entire path sequence that could not have been a branded search click. And then you'll see Performance Max start to scoop up those people afterwards. It does a lot of the remarketing and a lot of the return brand. That's okay. So I use standard shopping to get a high CPC click that has a very terrible ROAS because that campaign is only going to get one click. Unless you do a bunch of cold traffic searches and keep clicking on my shopping ad, for example, you're really only going to search for something, click on the shopping ad, find out who the company is, and then that job is done with that standard shopping campaign. Then it turns into Pmax. You can have a high ROAS on Pmax, low daily ad spends. Your ROAS could be one to 2,000. That's fine, but don't scale that. That's not where they're starting. So identifying the starting point is going to be very important for Pmax. You're not wasting the ad spend there simply just by saying, can Pmax reinsert itself in your seven different marketing channels that you're currently running? An easy identifier of that is looking at the new users and the total users. If it's 80% cold, if you're using Norpeam or even Tripwhale, they should give you a new and all visitors. And you should have, for an example, at a minimum, 10,000 users, 8,000 new and it should be usually one pixel that's installed across all your channels. Pmax can work very, very, very well. It absolutely can. When they're a new user to the site based on the pixel of the attribution software, it means, no, we have not seen this person coming from a Facebook click or an Instagram click. 
So that's the first thing I want to look at is having at least 75 to 80% of the PMAX traffic be new. I've seen it all the way down to something as 40%, whether it's like 10,000 users, 4,000 new. Don't scale that. That's half warm. Now, the other part that you want to look at too, though, is if it is at a high new user count, is the search categories heavy brand? Because if so, it's still going to be quote unquote new users to the site and it will still have a good return on ad spend or it will good, have a good MER. But if you look at the actual search categories, if it's heavy brand, that's indicative that they're not starting there. They already knew about you somehow. It could still be a new click to the site. Don't be confused by new users. That's just the first touch point. Where is the first visual? Was it from YouTube? Was it from Facebook? Was it from Instagram? All of those things that could not be associated by a click can be eliminated in your mind by looking at the search categories and say, well, it's cold traffic. It's not brand. There is some brand in there. That's okay. But it's majority cold traffic search terms. And the users are eight out of 10 or four out of five is a first time click. That's how you can really reduce the wasted ad spend in performance max when you're looking at omni channels those two figures there you've been listening to perpetual traffic 